Hey guys, I'm Raul Coley and I am Arthur Vader, a weird terrier apparently. My name is Ayanna White, I'm a writer for iZombie. Hi, I'm Molly Hagan, I play Liv's mom on iZombie. And you're listening to the iZombie podcast. Is that really how you're going to sit? Can't you sit up? Sit up? Sit up? You're listening to a season one episode of the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. We're a fan podcast dedicated to the hit CW show, iZombie. The season one episodes begin and end abruptly, so we hope you'll forgive us. In this week's episode, we talk about Brother, Can You Spare a Brain? with special guest Malika. My name is Robin, and I died, sort of. I am Ashley, and I You're a quarter would not have sex if I was a zombie and spread it to other people. <laughs> I'm Stephanie, and I love a vibrant abstract nude. All right. <laughs> you win again. You won last week, too, and you win again. I have so many here to choose from. God. And also from the Investigating Mars and What We Make, a Terminator podcast, we have with us here Malika. Welcome, Malika. Thank you. And I'm a bit of an ass man. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. <laughs> nice. Now, I've got to say right up front, um, <laughs> are you okay with your last name being on our podcast? <laughs> I am. <laughs> you are? Okay. So uh, tell everybody what your last name is. My name is my last name is Chakravarti, which is one letter away from our favorite uh, coroner, <laughs> Chakravarti. It's yeah, actually nice. an alternate spe- spelling, I should say. It's not necessarily like a different last name, which is so exciting because I never thought it would happen, but it has, and it did. So you're technically related. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Interesting. <laughs> Minus the accent. <laughs> Um, you know, if you want to try on, you know, some some British, you know, as we were going, it's fine. <laughs> and turn people off. I, I wouldn't do that to you. I'll try it on my own podcast. <laughs> Not on yours. <laughs> so uh, why don't we get it? <clears throat> Sorry. So why don't we get into some initial reactions? What did you guys think of Brother, Can You Spare a Brain? Anyone? I Anyone? really like... Actually, this episode is even better than the last one. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that. I would agree because it has Zark on it. Yeah. Very excited. <laughs> zombie Zark, you mean? Yes, zombie yes. Zark. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, the the mystery was kind of convoluted, and it, to me, I wasn't too interested in it. I just wanted to see the the David Anders scenes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was he was uh, sorely missed last week, um, yeah. but uh, he comes like he, boy. I don't want to express it that way. He uh, he shows up like gangbusters here for this yeah. uh, this episode. I do have to say that um, the good, the only good thing about the the mystery, or not only only good thing, but one of the best things about the mystery is the fact that um, what it gave our um, you know our lead character, <laughs> the lines and the passion. <laughs> yes. Yes, it, it, we could probably always agree, probably week to week, that the case of the week is usually really good. Um, a uh, to get some more Robbie, and B to get uh, get a lot more Clive, and C, of course, the brain. <laughs> What's the brain going to give us this week? So, <laughs> and what what concoction will she make out of the brain? Like it was <laughs> yes. like it looked like it was some impandas or, or turnovers or something today. <laughs> 
It was really um, funny. I believe it was, uh, she said in the episode, uh, microwave pizza rolls. So she must have taken, oh. t- put some, stuffed some brain into the pizza rolls. <laughs> so. Uh, that sounds good. <laughs> sounds good right. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you had nothing else to eat, I guess it would be good. And I mean, nothing else at all to eat, maybe. I, I mean, is there anything with brain in it that you'd be like, oh, yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. Uh, you know what? I'm thinking about it. And I'm thinking, no. I'm thinking no. <laughs> so here's the thing is that it looks like shrimp to me. Like last week, it looked like oh, shrimp. It did, but it's, but it's so, not. I know it's not. Oh. I know, but for some reason, there's a point of disconnect where I actually look at it and I think, I could eat that. That looks really good. And then I remember what it's supposed to be. And I'm like, no, I couldn't. Not really. <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, Pouring, pushing that into the pizza roll, and then just pouring the hot sauce on top. I'm like, ooh. Um, let me get some facts out of the way, and then some news. Um, uh, well, I'll do the news first. The ratings. Uh, we got down to a uh, 0.7 um, from 0.9, mm-hmm. and uh, we're 1.99 million viewers from 2.34. So it dropped, but still, it's above. It's above that 0.6 line. And, uh, That's our, still good, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Our friend, the cancellation bear, uh, says that iZombie is likely to be uh, renewed. Okay, so okay, good. He's, he's certain of this it. is the CW. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Their expectations are a bit lower. Thank <laughs> goodness. So, you know, it makes me makes me you know cautious because they've already renewed all their regular shows, so there's no real room <laughs> to go. Yeah, but it's yeah. different. Critically, it's, the critics are loving it, so that's got to say something. It does. That does help. Yeah. Maybe. So what is it? What is it? A mid race, mid season um, replacement for, or is it anything? Um, I think essentially the hundred. Well, the hundred was on Wednesdays, but then Supernatural mm, right. moved to that spot, so. Izombie moved to where Supernatural was, so it's basically a mid season replacement for the hundred. They'll find a place for it. Yeah. Um, adaptations uh, uh, are always a roll of the dice. Cast and crew of Izombie are killing it. So uh, that's a quote from Mike Allred, uh, the artist for Izombie. A lot of people have been saying like, "Ah, it's not like the comic," but hey, you know they're <laughs> they're really happy about it. So. That's the other uh, bit of news, I guess, quote-unquote, that I have here. Um, so that's awesome. Um, so Brother, Can You Spare a Brain is written by Diane Ruggiero Wright, who is the co-creator of the show, and directed by John Kretschmer, who uh, did direct a lot of Bar- Veronica Mars, and recently a couple episodes of Forever. Um, and I have some other trivia about him later, which will be fun to bring up. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> so I'll just keep that to myself. <laughs> okay, so there's some alternate titles that the iZombie Writers Room Twitter account shared for this episode. Um, Eye of the Beholder, Point of View, oh God. Brush with Death, br- Brush of Blood to the Head, and my favorite, Paint Misbehaving. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, because I kept thinking, brother, can you spare a brain? That's that's like a 1940s reference, like a depression yeah. era reference, you know, uh, like a beggar. And I was waiting it, for that line to get dropped during the episode, but the closest is uh, Blaine saying, brother, I'll drop Trout if uh, yeah. we can cure this thing. Well, but later on he says, uh, you know, can he help me out? Because he's telling her that he's grave robbing to get his brains, like, 
that it's hard for him to come by his brains, and she's got so many could she share with him. And I know my ears immediately perked up because mm-hmm. uh, Grave Robin is my Halloween Twitter name. Oh, oh, that's cool. That is kind of nice. <laughs> Thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> so they name dropped you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unintentionally, I think. You nope. think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get into it, um, uh, shall we? Uh, the first, right before the episode, we have our introduction. My name is Liv Moore, and I died sort of. I died, uh, sort of. I love it. I died, sort of. <laughs> I'm, is this is this going to be like? Uh, is this the normal thing now for they, CW superheroes? I think so. Like they do it for. I mean, maybe comic for comic ad- adaptations. They do mm-hmm. it, but then yeah. the, uh, the the opening sequence does it so much better. Yes, comic exactly. Thing. I was like, why do they need this? Because it's perfect. The opening credits are and. You know, we have that same kind of thing for Arrow and Flash, like you're saying. Um, but those, I mean, they end with, like Arrow says, to do this, I must become someone else. I must become something else. And then um, the Flash is, one day I'll find out who killed my mother and freed my father. I am the Flash. And poor Liv, she ends with basically, I work with a detective to help him solve crimes. And my boss who is the only one who knows my secret. I'm a crime-fighting, zo- I'm a crime-fighting zombie. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it's not like, I don't know. It's not um, epic. It's not epic. It's, I wish it was. <laughs> and really, like you said, the um, the title credits do, does the job for you. It does. Here's the characters. This is it. Yeah, and, and it's not a very serialized show. It's a very uh, procedural, you know, mystery. So there's not a lot to catch up, catch somebody up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because but, I it, fi- go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it, but it gives you the premise, like you know, in the opening credits. So like that's all you kind of need because you're right. Like it's not. It's not necessary. I mean, we don't know so far that it's necessary to see the week before. I don't know. This is this is kind of serialized, though. I mean, we've only seen two episodes, but there are elements that are carrying on from one to the next, um, especially in the case of Blaine. But um, I guess it, it's not totally serialized. Yeah. Well, be- but I feel like with Veronica Mars, the network blamed its, you know, the reason that it didn't catch on, that it yeah. didn't find our audience, is because it was so serialized and so hard to, uh, to watch, uh, yeah. to, you know, to miss an episode here and there. So I just wonder if the network wants it to be um, laid out there more. Pretty yeah, easily this is understand. why the, the third season is the way it is for Veronica <laughs> Mars. So. No. I hope uh, not. I hope that TV's come well, far away since then. I think it has. <laughs> you know? I mean, that was on quite, so, a, quite something a while ago, right? Yeah. I'm just wondering if the CW is starting to require this now. Like, is this going to show up in Supernatural? My name is Dean, and I'm Sam, <laughs> and we go hunting demons. <laughs> and my hair is getting longer, but I'm still an idiot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, like, I just, I want I want one for the Hardy Dixie. <laughs> Like, I I live in the South, and I date guys. I don't know what happens on that show. I don't either. <laughs> what the heart of Dixie is. All I know is that the heart is spelled H-A-R-T. That's all I know. I'm assuming that's because that's her name and yeah. her last name. Like, is her name yeah. Dixie Hart on that show? Cause oh, that, my gosh. Are you serious? That would be amazing. I don't know. All I know is when I see the commercials, I think, they want that to be Gilmore Girls, and it does not look like Gilmore Girls. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
they do try to kind of like make their show similar because you know. But I, anyway, I think it's, I think it's ending soon anyway. So um, you know, making uh, way for I Zombie yeah, <laughs> to take a space. <laughs> So, uh, moving into the actual episode, I just wanted to say, as a fan of puns, I am loving these chapter headings. Me too! They're so much fun. It took me a second to to realize what they were doing, and now I'm a fan. Me too. At first, I was like, I don't know. Now I'm pretty okay with it. And they're really funny, too. I mean, the teaser is, guess who's never coming to dinner? Yeah. (laughs) Where, you know, we have... Our uh, case of the week, Javier, Javier, uh, who was uh, murdered, and they were waiting for him to come to dinner. Um, That's a problem because he's not going to show up. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. They let's see. We have our two guest stars here in the first. uh, The first scene. Uh, Our first is um, Judy Reyes, uh, who plays Carla. Yeah, Carla. (laughs) And I just had a note here, like. She has an amazing scream, and I looked at her IMDb profile to see if she'd been in any horror movies or anything, but the, the closest thing to a horror movie she's been is she played woman number one in the 1988, or 1998 uh, Godzilla movie. Well, that's deep, deep cut, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> the Godzilla movie. Yeah, so, I mean, anybody would be screaming to be in that. Um, and then our uh, uh, Artie, Artie Fiss... It sounds like a slime ball, but he's played by uh, Jeffrey Vincent Paris, and uh, he's kind of a Rob Thomas veteran. He's been in Party Down and Veronica Mars. Um, Who was in Veronica Mars? Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but... He oh, was Dylan Gorin, the unfortunate dude at the other end of Aaron Nichols' fist in Hot Dogs. <laughs> That's oh, right. Is that an episode? That is an episode. <laughs> yeah, Diane Ruggiero uh, actually tweeted said, uh, there's uh, Jeffrey Vincent Paris. Uh, I think Harry Hamlin beat him up during Veronica Mars, but he's looking a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> we should be so lucky. Um, he's, uh, he was recently in General Hospital, um, but since I just did an epic watch of uh, Millennium, I do remember him in two episodes of that, and I think the third season he plays a Super crazy guy, but he has no beard, so he doesn't have the epic beard. Yeah, he's much better looking with the beard and the long hair. (laughs) Um, So in Love is Blind, we get the the crime scene. What did you guys think of that? Like the murder by paintbrush, that's pretty pretty hard, harsh. Yeah, it took me a second (laughs) to figure out what was sticking out of his eye. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of weird. I was like, uh... I didn't know if I wanted to know what was sticking out of his eye. I was like, do I really want to know? It's a paintbrush. It's a paintbrush. That's okay. <laughs> it's like, do I want to know? Yeah, it's kind of gross. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, we get some very funny lines from Robbie. Um, and uh, just to let our listeners know, we did a quote section at the end of um, the end of the episode last week. And I think uh, we're just going to feel free to say any quotes we'd like throughout the, throughout yeah. the podcast. So, um, <laughs> Malika, you kind of gave away a bit of this quote <laughs> in the beginning. But I love it. It's just, I'm a bit of an ass. Uh, I like my art provocative with a tinge of whimsy. Also, blue is my favorite color. And I'm a bit of an ass man. Overshare, right? I know. But the, the, the great thing is, is that, like, something else was going on in the background. So you just hear yes. the end of it. You <laughs> yeah. know, as, as, like, the camera's turning to face on to something else. And it's just, like, this, like, throwaway. And I just love it. <laughs> it's my favorite yeah. kind of quote. 
Robert Buckley, who plays Major, tweeted that this was a classic art imitating life moment uh, for uh, <laughs> Raul Coley. Well. <laughs> um, so, also, Clive is trying to talk to the wife. We have this storyline that, that Clive is completely convinced it's got to be the wife. It's always the spouse. It's always the spouse, of course. Yeah. That's why nobody else is ever a suspect and they get away with it, you know. So he, he tries to um, he tries to talk to Lola, but Artie's not letting her, so he goes right to live at this crime scene, asking immediately for her to turn on the whole psychic thing. And uh, Liv's not very happy about this, and I, I just kind of was thinking, like, man, this is this psychic thing really going to last the entire, even the entire season? Not, this, not even just the entire series, but is it... Well, it does give her an opportunity to, you know, be involved because, like, last episode, that's what she was got so excited about and gave her a reason for a living, the fact that she was involved. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess she doesn't like lying. There's, it seems problematic, especially yeah. since she takes on the personalities of the people that she inhabits. I mean, I think you have to keep that part of it up, but her saying that she is uh, a psychic is, I don't know, it seems it's something yeah, she's Yeah, because not- she says it's going to bite her in the butt. In the end, because she he's gonna he's gonna catch her. She feels like because he's gonna ask for lottery numbers or something like that. Well, he is gonna catch her. I mean, it's it's gonna come out that okay, I'm not really psychic. I just end up with the memories from these people whose brains. You know what I mean? It's gonna yeah. have to come out eventually as that because the psychic <laughs> thing is only gonna work for so long if they do this right. I was trying to think of any other way. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I'm like, the thing is, is that, like, what's a lot? Okay, if she's not psychic, yeah. he, what will it take for him to get to the fact that she's a zombie who eats brains? Like, that's just, <laughs> like I'm just trying to think in what scenario, like, oh, he's going to catch her out. What is he's he going to catch her out by guessing that she's a zombie who eats brains? I mean, Ravi did, but, like, you know, he worked for the CDC. I don't know. Yeah. It's just really funny to me. I don't know what she'd come up with next. Well, I mean, that's, I was thinking of, like, how is, I mean, we have to keep this show mechanism going. Liv's got to be able to help Clive. Liv's got to have Liv's going to be using these personalities from the brain she eats. So how is that going to keep going? And there's no other possibility other to me. And I'm not a a writer of TV shows, but Clive's going to have to be brought in. And uh, I'm not sure how long that's going to be until that happens. Well, if it follows the other CW shows um, with superheroes on it, then it's going to be like next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! Imagine, oh geez. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know. That seems like a big, I mean, it is a shortened season. So I was going to say mid season, like, oh my God. Yeah, it might be the finale. But it might be the finale. I mean, we only have 13 episodes. So how about, uh, Liv scraping that brain off the paintbrush to get uh, all that extra good stuff? So gross. That was kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure how much of that I was going to be able to stomach. I'm like, okay. It's just shrimp. It's just shrimp. <laughs> um, yeah, and I got this quote here, um, Liv saying, I'm just a fake psychic zombie trying to do her part. And uh, again, it's she's saying I'm a fake psychic zombie. So I just don't think Liv's going to be happy with doing this psychic thing, you know, forever. I don't know. Um, she's living a lie. Hey, there's a pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we go on to uh, uh, Liv's apartment with the with scene with Major dropping off her stuff. Oh, this was so sad. <gasps> this was He's sad. He doesn't understand. So hard. He's trying so hard to make a connection with her again, and she just <laughs> does not care. Does not yeah. care. 
Well, she cares, but it's just, you know, we all know what her issue is. Yeah. I just I, feel bad because it's like, I mean, he is like legitimately trying and she has to act cold and uninterested in him because zombies contagious, as we learned. I want to know what happened to Gamer Girl, though. <laughs> you know, from last uh, episode. I don't know. They seem to be we'll having a good out. time. I don't know. Um, okay, Ashley, you just said something that you, you said earlier as well, that zombie is contagious. It's contagious! I just, I don't think it's contagious by the way you're saying, though. Are you, are you saying it's an STD? Because I didn't get that from this episode. That's skipping uh, away. Really? Yeah. I did. I did, too. I totally got that. Really? From Blaine um, being with that, being yeah. with the, the woman, like the sex was what gave her a zombie? Well, one of the ways, that's what I got, too. I don't know. I almost want, well, maybe not, I guess, but that's kind of what I was feeling there. It's confusing. I would think that they would show some sort of scratch or bite mark on her or something if they wanted to let us know that well, it was... Well, for women, it might be that transmitted that way, too. Well, was, a male zombie, to, from you know, from a male zombie to a woman, that might be transmitted that way, because I could see how that would totally be, you know. Huh. But... I just never thought of it that. I just yeah. I just was like, oh, he probably just scratched her or something. Well, then, yeah, they would have showed a scratch, right? So maybe it was more um, um, under the under the skirt. Because so, they cut to commercials right as he's, you see his eyes go red. And so... <laughs> So basically, his eyes go red, and he just you know goes to town, and it's it's Skinamax time during the it's commercial break. Yeah, I mean CW, you gotta like yeah, yeah. that stuff for the commercials. <laughs> wow, oh, that's that's I really See, wasn't thinking of it that way because it actually but, yeah. led me to have a little bit of anxiety because when she goes at the end, like to 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 Major's house, and she starts or she was going in for the you know kiss and whatnot. Yeah. I started to get nervous because of that because I was like, oh, could she? You know, she was worried about it in the first episode, and so then it had me worrying in this episode a little because if they got back together and she thought I'll just live, then she could possibly turn him. So I, I feel like it's going to be like uh, he's going to find out what's going. Are we talking about like Liv and her? Um... Major, yeah. Yeah, Major. I feel like it's going to be like, and I hate to bring this up, sorry, Twilight. You know how like she decides to become a vampire just to be with him forever? I feel like he's going to eventually find out what she is and decide to become what she is to be with her. I, I would hope. get your Twilight reference if I could get your Twilight reference. Yeah, uh, crazy theory the number movie. one. <laughs> but I'll take your word for it. Well, how crazy tragic. Theory. I don't know how dark <laughs> the show's going to go. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Rob Thomas's other shows sometimes went dark. But, like, how tragic would it be if she slept with him? And turned him by accident. You know? Mm-hmm. that be too dark for the show? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends. Right now, it's, it's kind of hard to say. It's tragic, but I don't know. I mean, maybe too tragic for the CW, per se. But I don't know. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, the drugs. I'm confused. How that fits in. Okay, so yeah. Blaine goes to meet the guys that he... The poisonous guys that he supposedly got out of his life. And they accuse him of cutting the drugs with this, with something else. Yeah. And that's what started the chaos on the boat. Hmm, I wonder. Um, I'm just so confused. I but don't, it could, I don't, can't make sense out of it. So I haven't read the comics at all, but what, or anything, but like, couldn't it be like something like, you know, using like, um, uh, like, uh, syringes that were, excuse me, contaminated, you know, that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You could, like, you know, contaminate a drug with a disease, but then you could also spread it other ways once you had it. That's the way I took it, but I don't know. And then, am I dreaming, or did I see, when she fell into the boat, did Blaine not scratch her? She fell, 
And, and he fell off the boat. Fell off the boat, yeah. Um, and he was grabbing for her, and then when she wakes up in the body bag, she's got that scratcher. So in my mind, I have that he scratched her, and that's how he contaminated her. Same, oh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, that could be. I just, I do feel like it's, I don't know. But there's more than one way to get a disease. So they haven't, they I, yeah. haven't said that it's so. not sexually transmitted, but they haven't said that it's not. You know what I mean? So it's like because that did happen, it's, I don't know. Yeah. And I guess even if it's not sexually transmitted, maybe, you know, being romantic with somebody, you would be afraid that you might scratch them if that's how it is. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Because there's exactly. fluids that exchanged during the act. So I didn't think it was just sexually transmitted, but I could get that, you know, it'd be, it could be passed along. Easier for a male to sexually transmit it into a female, you know, if. Yeah, like if we use a whole, you know, it's. I hate using this, but if we use a whole AIDS analogy, you know, there's multiple ways to get it. So it's right. Oh yeah, exactly. There's a lot of ways you can possibly get that. You know, so they haven't really gone so into detail, but she didn't catch it. Whatever zombie, you know, she so. So we'll we'll spend um, a few minutes talking about the case of the week, but I think we're really focused on what's going on in this mythology right now. So let's let's just talk about Blaine. What is the deal with this guy? Do you guys believe anything he says? Okay, so anything. he's trying to tell oh Liv. She's trying to. He's trying to convince her that he's a good guy. That he's got to rid of these people in his life, and he's living on the up and up, and he's grave robbing. And Did you believe him? Brains. No. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's somewhere. Uh, I mean, he did seem to when he did talk to the guys outside the. Dog friendly internet cafe mutball surfers. Mutball uh, surfers. <laughs> <laughs> he did seem like that he had uh, gotten out of that life, out of the drug dealing or whatever. Yeah. But he's not above turning a wealthy woman in order to uh, blackmail her, right? Blackmail I don't feel like her he's really above him. Her That's why I like him. He's not really above anything. We'd be great friends, him and I. He doesn't really believe in morals, I don't think. <laughs> So for those people who watched Alias, he reminds me very much of what I thought of Sark. Yeah. So he's Zark, which is zombie Sark, which is all over my notes. Um, I was love Sark Alias, funny? so I'm right on board. Uh, Sark did have his funny moments, but I think he was more... Um, he was more corrupt, but in the beginning, yeah. like I, he kind of flip-flopped because I didn't... Maybe I just didn't want to believe he was a bad guy, you know? <laughs> like, But I knew he was morally ambiguous from the start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But has David Anders ever shown off his comedic abilities like he has so far? Not the yeah, I don't not, know. Not not some not in the stuff I've seen. I mean, I do remember him like like he was the cry check of Alias for me. I, yeah, he was yeah. the guy who was like, oh, please bring him back. He's awesome, just because he's charismatic and. And can you I know. say that he doesn't look like he's aged since then? No. So, because he, he probably was, has. Yeah, he's really like a vampire zombie. Because when he was in, um, so like he was, you know, he's in the Vampire Diaries and he was like Elena. It's like, you know, so he looks like he, like he's supposed to be old enough to be this, the father of a vampire. A 16 year old vampire, right? 16, 17 year old. So in that show, that's what he played. And, like, when he was playing Sark, he was probably in his 20s. So he's got to be, like, you know, considerably older. So when he was talking to that woman in the bar, I was like, you probably are not that far off in age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but she I was talking at, I, about age range. I kept thinking about the age, and I did not look up her age, but I did. Well, the actor was born, he was born in 1981. 
Right. So he was around, like, t- early 20s when he was an alias. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's probably, like, around, what, 35 now? Yeah. Okay. A, he was born in March, not March of 81, so. Okay, so she was about maybe 10 years older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess. Not, I okay. Mean, yeah, that, that makes good. sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, he, yeah, still, he's he looks good for 30, and and honestly, he does look like a, like a, a young punk sometimes, you know? He reminds me of you know, Lucy that- Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac, which is, like, not relevant, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> For some well, you know, he, does have that, he does have that historic chin. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, what, 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 what was his nose? His uh, nose his was nose? alert. <laughs> alert. <laughs> what does that mean? I like size. I love his story, Artist too. talk. <laughs> um, I can tell you one thing that many people are uh, considering him as, and that is... Uh, basically the spike of this series. Uh, spike oh, from yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for those who don't know. Um, yep. And I have some trivia about that. Um, his, uh, yeah, his shock white hair has gotten some comparisons to Spike. Um, in fact, uh, David Andrews' manager called James Marsters' manager for hair tips. And <laughs> I guess the secret is add sweet and low. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Just imagine what Sweet and Low does to your insides now. That's that's not good. And so this is our first real introduction to Blade. And I, this is the other piece of trivia I had here. Um, Stephanie, um, John Kretschmer um, actually directed two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. One of them was The Harvest, and the other one was School Hard, which was the introduction of Spike to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I knew that name sounded familiar. Yeah. Perfect. So that's, that's just wow. awesome. Amazing. I love his uh, his he he wants to call he wants to call it raging out, but she's like it's full on zombie mode. <laughs> I like, I, I like his, his I like I like um, raging out much better. <laughs> it's like are we aren't we always full on yeah, zombie? <laughs> no, she she's like zombie mode, and then he says, but aren't we always in zombie mode? Uh, full oh. out zombie mode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, on one hand, it's like, you can't believe anything he's saying. He, he, he's not robbing graves. He, he didn't, he wasn't attacking a mugger. That vision at the end of the last week's episode did not look like, oh, he was defending himself from a mugger. (laughs) It looked like he was on the prowl. No, but he was not selling drugs. Like, when Liv walked up and saw him, she, it looked like he was selling drugs, but he was not. Oh yeah, in that at that moment, yeah. But also, but, like he's he's manipulating people. So hmm. he's manipulating people. But I don't know if we can say that because when they're raging out, they look crazy anyway. So it's like he might have if he's in that mode, then he's going to look like he's on the prowl. But it could just be that you know he got really hungry and he yeah. turned. You know, so I think he's just in it for himself, and you know, t- so whatever that means, like to get by, like to. You know, to eat brains and to sell them. <laughs> yeah. He didn't kill her. He just no. made her a zombie to blackmail her. So he kind of <laughs> did kill her because being a zombie, you're dead, right? Right. So, no, undead. <laughs> yeah, but there's like a fine line here. There's like, you got to, you don't know. He might have killed her, but he might not have. He's creepy, though, regardless. But he, And the two guys in the car, they're drug dealers. You know, they're yeah. Yeah, they're bad people, bad right? Bad <laughs> Exactly. I'm all on his, I'm totally on his team. 
Like, yeah, but he's, he's, again, he's like Lindsey Buckingham with white hair, so I, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post a picture of Lindsey Buckingham in, in the eyes on the I gotcha. I gotcha. I'll do it right now. I'm going to go find a picture and post it for everybody who won't know what I'm talking about. Right <laughs> yes, now. please. Save me the Google. Um, the, uh, the fact that he says he doesn't have any clue how this happened to him, and he doesn't remember scratching Liv, um, do we believe that? Because that seemed to be like, why would he say that? I, I think that he, he knows more than he's saying. Yeah. I don't know if he remembers at all, but I think that he definitely knows more than he's saying. He probably knows more about where this came from. He probably doesn't know everything. He might be innocent in it, or relatively innocent. But I think that he definitely knows more. Yeah. maybe He, he knows did. a lot more. A lot more. Well, maybe he did contract it from the drugs, the um, utopium. Uh, I don't know. A lot of this first scene is, it seems like he's just kind of feeling her out, um, and trying to figure out how to get these brains and <laughs> what is something, what is what she likes. And I mean, cause he does almost the same thing with the, uh, the older woman later, Jackie. But we haven't seen him have an episode like her, like she, like where she takes on, um, you know, the personality of, people before right like the brains yeah. that he eats because like what happens if they eat like the same brain i don't know i'm really hoping this show explores like every bit <laughs> yeah, of that, that would be kind of neat if they like split the brain the- you know I, my mind goes wild with this stuff i'm like okay so live and blaine obviously are are they have to get get together at, at some point because it, they're the only ones who can have sex with each other right um guess, they have right, to share yeah. the same brain yeah. the the fact that during this scene he's she has a vision, and he is totally intrigued. He's like, so yeah. where'd you go there? And uh, so does that mean he's had them before? That's does what it, I want to believe. Is it the same thing for every zombie? They get this? I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, part of me is like, well, maybe she's special. Maybe he doesn't get it. But he looked really, like, interested when he's when, when she went, you know, when she had the vision. Like, mm-hmm. he knew where she might have gone. And it's just going to be exciting if they turn into a crime-fighting duo because they eat the same brain. <laughs> or if, like, you know, he d- uses it for evil when she uses it for good. Yeah. It'll I be- like that. Yeah. Even better. I do like that. I, I think the one thing that he's probably honest about here is uh, his kind of conversation of, like, hey, listen, I, there's nobody else. There's no, like, zombie social club. Um, you, there's nobody to talk to about this stuff. Um, I really feel like he doesn't know of other people, but he realizes that he can make other people in this episode. And I'm not Maybe he's sure. just lonely. Yeah. And the whole, the whole conversation about like, yeah, they brands are terrible, right? It's gross. Oh, I miss food. Blah, blah, blah. That was um, the best. Yeah. yeah. That was a great scene. Um, I'm going to steal all the quotes guys. If you don't use them, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Liv says, I saw a kid eating peanut butter cup once and I almost cried. <laughs> well, she was like serious too. She was like, I almost thought like, she was like going to drool. She was going to start drooling right there about that. And Diane Rogerio right, uh, tweeted that this is actually based on her own experience. <laughs> this um, yeah. Uh, you know, not eating meat. I miss hot wings. <laughs> Let's not even talk about not eating meat. Yeah. I'm going to start like sobbing violently right now if we talk about not eating meat. <laughs> I have to give a call out before we um, get off of Blaine uh, about give a call out about the character Jackie um, played by Sarah Jane Redmond um, who must be a Vancouver native because she is in pretty much any Vancouver production 
Um, my favorites, I would say, is her as uh, Lana Lang's Aunt Nell in Smallville. <laughs> and um, she was also, uh, I did mention Millennium earlier, she was also the very scary Lucy Butler on Millennium, a reoccurring role. And uh, she's, yeah, if she goes full on Lucy Butler in this uh, in this show, uh, watch out, guys. <laughs> really? Hmm. Yeah. She seems very confused right now, but hmm, if she decides to, like... So you think she's her, coming back? She's going to... She's got to. He's, he's building up a posse, I think. Well, the fact that she's oh. someone who's recognizable to you, I didn't recognize her, is the, you know... Yeah. As That's soon as I see that name in the in the opening credits, I'm like, oh, Sarah Jane Redmond. I, I wonder if there's anyone else who is, um, you know, like not just him, like from the original party. If yeah. there's anyone else left over. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Robbie has a list. He has a list of the he, survivors. Was doing like research. Yeah, he he was sent he sent out the sketch to everybody on the list, and next thing you know, um, Blaine is uh, laying there in the morgue, uh, waiting for Liv. So, are there That's other right. zombies on that list? <laughs> I bet that will slowly... Like if this goes on past seasons, like they'll just use it as an excuse. Like, oh yeah, someone else turned up. <laughs> wow, there's way more people at this party than we realized. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I, I There's been a lot of discussion on uh, Twitter about uh, what, what should be our fandom name. <laughs> and a lot of people kind of... Uh, crowded around Brain Club because Blaine said something about Blaine, brain, club. Yeah, the brain Club. The Brain Club. I kind of like that. It's like the yeah, book club, but the Brain Club. The first rule of Brain Club is you don't talk about. Don't brain talk club. about Brain Club. Second yeah. rule of Brain Club: you do not talk about Brain Club. <laughs> I think it's pretty much you just eat brains. <laughs> you don't break the first two rules. I just don't like Brain Club because a it's used to death yeah. in Fight Club, and b. Orphan Black is a clone club. So, you know, uh, I like the other thing that um, Blaine says here. He says, welcome to Team Z. I think Team Z is, like, my favorite fandom name. Yeah, it's like TMZ, right? So it's Team Z. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't think of it that way, but (laughs) just Team Z. I don't know. Um, Oh, God. Yeah, Blaine, amazing. Um, I really feel spoiled by this whole... Blaine thing. I'm trying to bring it back also to... And I posted the Lindsay Buckingham case. photo on the group so people know what I'm talking about when they listen to this podcast. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Just so they know. But I, I actually like Liv better in this episode. You know, like, yeah. she was okay in the first one, but I thought, um, you know, there were there were at times that she did sound like, you know, um, Kirsten Bell and Veronica Mars. Like, you know, there were when I looked away from the screen. Um, but I really liked her. Yeah. No, I liked her. I mean, I liked her a lot in this first episode too. But I, mm-hmm. yeah, she's a much. I feel like she's her character is going to get stronger as the episodes go on, which well, this is I'm going to be good with. This is one of her. Uh, according to an interview with Collider, uh, this is one of Rose McIver's favorite brains. <laughs> this is okay. like one of her favorite things she got to do on the show is to be this. Uh... <laughs> she has such great lines. Yeah, like and, what is uh, it? What is it? Uh, that that's sugar flower, the one from my my vision with buttery skin. Yeah, <laughs> and it sounds much better in Spanish or something. Yeah, and you oh know, my gosh, not even the the dialogue, but when they're sitting there with oh my God. the girl, mm-hmm. and she's just looking at her and flirting, and her eyes are just <laughs> so flirty. It's so yeah. hilarious. And then Tasha like holds her hand, and she's just like sits there. And then you see Clive like what. 
what are you guys doing? Yeah, you know, I actually thought that, like, because she was, like, coming on to both guys and girls. But, I mean, no, it's because she's an artist. But I thought there was going to be some, like, twist that that boyfriend was really, like, his lover. And I thought it was going to be, like, some, you know, that he was bisexual. And it was a twist that they didn't expect. But, like, yeah, she was just loving everybody. (laughs) Well, I picked up early on Lola. Lola? Is that the wife's name? Says, out of the blue, uh, well, you know, we don't have children to worry about. So, yeah. And that stood out to me. And then, if you'll notice, I think I noticed the second time, there's a painting that looks like an ultrasound picture. Yep, that's that. They showed it uh, again. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice until the second time, I guess. Oh, I didn't. They showed that, like, earlier in the episode, too? Yeah, they did. Uh, um, Liv is mentioning in her voiceover about the different things that she's gotten from eating brains. And she mentions like last week's kleptomania, but she also mentions a fear of pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, why did we get to see that? <laughs> that would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious. Actually. <laughs> I'm really sad that they cut that out. No, I'm sure it wasn't even filmed. <laughs> Might've been. We'll see. Um, Belina's art supply is on the bag. Uh, that she gets from the art place. Uh, that is John Belena. He's a writer's assistant for iZombie, just so you know. Uh, I don't see what else I have here. I, I mean, Clive was really great in this episode. I love how he laid out Tito, like, without even saying anything. <laughs> just like, oh, here he comes, bam. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That was a good scene down in uh, the basement where Tito was... Uh, about to assault her and uh, yeah, didn't have any idea what he was getting into. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure where that was going to go. <laughs> yeah, well, gosh. I thought he was just going to hit on her, like, really hard. Yeah, well, And yeah, she exactly. still would have laid him out, but... Yeah. And she's... <laughs> another quote, how, how will we go grab a drink and you can tell me all about how I objectified you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. Excellent. Excellent, Diane. <laughs> a very good line. So the um, mystery basically but, was that Babano, Babano says that it's always the spouse. Oh, Babano. Babano. Always the spouse, which is how the killer always gets away. It's always yeah. the spouse. Yeah. And, and then we right. find out from the evidence that it had to be somebody six foot three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we thought it would be male. And then, what is it? Then we find out that the art dealer friend is broke, and so mm-hmm. if the artist died, his paintings would be worth three times as much. Then we find out about the art dealer's daughter. and oh, Then we find out the art dealer's daughter is the one that he got pregnant, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we find out that he's one of she was one of his lovers, and maybe that was something that... And that was from Tito. We find that out from Tito, who was a suspect as well, because he was a jilted ex-boyfriend. And he was six foot three. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if anybody... Uh, um, has seen Tangled before, but I watch yeah. it at least weekly. Um, I have I have children, um, and it's a funny movie. Uh, <laughs> it is a good you watch movie. it by yourself. I understand the 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 scene where um, the what's his name puts on his smolder look <laughs> to, <laughs> to to Rapunzel. This is basically the same look that Tito has like all through this episode. It's just the right. smolder look. <laughs> So what was it about? Like his lips look like he just ate a peach. Yeah. <laughs> it was this blue steel look. The blue steel, yes. Yeah. I um, 
I don't know. There was there's two tells. So like it's funny because in this episode I caught the line about the the kid and I'm like I bet that has something to do with it. And then I also caught the line about the six foot. And I was actually just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, in heels. And then she mentions heels, um, and and I was like, that's interesting because like I wonder, you know, when people say, you know, this person was this height, do they take in the fact that women wear heels? And so I caught those two lines, but then like. I was actually, I forgot all about those with all the other stuff, great stuff that happened this episode. So when it happened at the end, I was actually surprised. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I mean, I kind of put it together when you see Robbie looking at Liv standing on top of that stage, looking down at Artie. Um, that was great. And uh, I don't know, maybe his ja- maybe Robbie's Robbie's jacket helped him out. With case, so oh my gosh, he reminded me of Clue. <laughs> like, you know, have you guys seen the movie Clue? Yes. yes. So you know the end of Clue where he where um what's his name like runs around and starts you know like pantomiming the murders yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what Ravi reminded me of that is exactly doing what you <laughs> oh my god I didn't even think of that till now that's adorable that's adorable and I kind of love it it's unseemly <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I'm glad Ravi got to get out of the uh li- lab what lab morgue Mortuary? morgue yeah me too because it was kind of like i mean even though it's only been the two episodes it was like oh, okay that's all he does why yeah it was cool you to know. see him on the scene at the yeah. beginning of the episode and, i don't want and, him to just be that guy that's in there you know what i mean yeah yeah the csi guy that yeah yeah, like, yeah. Hey, i want uh, him to have more substance than that so i'm glad yeah. he kind of did in this episode yeah and i uh, just another line yes. this art show i should probably come as well in case you need some help with the art and the open bar Possibly the models. <laughs> <laughs> Got all the quotes um, today, Robin. Gee. Yeah, you guys, I've been I know, throwing other... I'm just kidding. I'm I, just we... kidding. I was just trying to bust your... Yeah, I was just trying to bust your <laughs> well, that one. Sorry. <laughs> so I think that... we should probably wrap this discussion up because we have feedback. Um, oh, okay. Are there any quotes you guys want to get out or any last thoughts? Well, just let's just talk about like the last scene where uh, she goes to Major's house. Yeah. Because she can't stand oh. to be next to him or whatever. So is this how she's been feeling this whole time that she really does love him still so much? But I don't know because honestly, like you know how she like lost all zest for life yeah. when she, before. Like I think that this passion just kind of brought it back into her. And when she was like tuned into her passion, she realized that she's you know still into him because she didn't seem like she seemed like she lost you know like when she was like basically depressed and when you're mm-hmm. depressed it kind of like you lose that you know that you lose like, totally desire interest in any in everything like yeah a lot of people they just they lose their sex drive they lose everything i have a quote from rob thomas that might be able to help here um he okay. talks about this episode a little bit he says it's funny one of the big discussions that we had with the network at the beginning of the year was does she learn little life lessons from each of these brains that she eats? It's tough to do it every week. I learned something important by being a psychopath this week. Everything I le- knew about life, I learned from being a zombie. An example of, is Liv never fancied herself a connoisseur of arts and not an overtly passionate person. But we give a nod towards that in the Painter episode where you feel like some bit of her has changed. But we're not playing with the idea that she becomes completely absorbed. You can't jump out of a personality that she's absorbed. So I... Does it change her forever, though? I think... I Are think, we supposed to believe that? Like, is she still a kleptomaniac? Well, the, the voiceover no, at the so. end kind of leads you to believe that maybe some of this passion will... It residual. Yeah. Will bleed over into the next episodes. I do have to say that that last scene um, with um, with Major, it was kind of um, nice because it was a um, a role reversal. 
yeah. the fact that she came on to him and he said, you can't do this. Da, da, da. It just sound like, I feel like I've seen that scene, but the roles were reversed. Like I've always seen it with like a, yeah. a guy doing it. And he's, girl. he's tired of being jerked around. He's tried for six months. He's tried and yeah. he's done. I mean, the way she comes on to him, I mean, you can see him about to fall over when she touches mm-hmm. him earlier in the episode um, and gives him that little kiss on the cheek. It, it, you know, if you were just a regular person had no idea that any of this stuff was going on, you'd probably think she was jerking you around, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. really just messing with your head for fun or, or just, I don't know, feeling saucy that day or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was, I was right behind Major, but then again, I was also with, with Liv as well because, you know, it's as if she's a little drunk because of this brain. <laughs> and she, it would yeah. be like if she ate my brain. Oh boy, poor <laughs> <laughs> thing. And she poor, even poor like thing. had another uh, quote unquote shot of brain before she headed over. So she was, you know, in full on passion mode. I guess oh, hopped up on passion. Yeah, I take like wee slices of this brain and eat it like you know, like sushi, <laughs> like you know, a little <laughs> bit at a time or sashimi, I should say. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else, guys? Gals? Sorry. I think that's it. We do have another audio um, feedback, don't we? Yeah, Maybe. we have a couple, actually. Um, one's uh, audio, one's not, right? I don't yeah. Know. We have a very, very long, long email from Todd. We could post it on the page or we could... <sighs> Yeah, I might put that. That's actually a great idea. We do that on the Walking Dead one only because sometimes if we read through it and if we read it too quickly, people don't get the whole thing, so they can go read it themselves on the page. Yeah, would that be okay? Yeah, that sounds good. Wait, I have a feedback thread already on the page, so we can put mm-hmm. it in like the reply section. Todd, yeah. really, really appreciate your email. Unfortunately, you know, we just try to keep the show um, not going too long, and but we're. We're reading this, and, you know, thank you so much. It is, I did read it. It is really good, actually. Yeah, I just read it. yeah. It's our friend Moira, who stopped by to uh, wrap up the comics with us, um, decided to do voicemail. She says, episode two, or I'd know the title if I could actually watch the darn sh- show on television. She's, uh, I guess, watching it on Hulu or something. <laughs> yeah. So do they, is it not airing in Canada yet or something? Maybe not. Uh, Rob Thomas, if you're listening, please get on the phone with these people. Okay, here it is. It's not fair. Hey there, I Zombie Podcast. It's Moira calling in. I have caught up to you and just finished watching the second episode of the show. Um, I suppose I am incredibly unobservant because I did not realize that the uh, zombie in her nightmares was the guy who was trying to sell her the, was it, Utopia? The drugs? Um... On the boat in the first episode. He's clearly going to be our villain arch nemesis. And um, we've heard him tell us what his plan is, which is to take over uh, the drug scene and, the, and be a drug kingpin. Um, yeah, he's our Walter White, I suppose. Right, very good. Walter White. And he's just a scummy, horrible guy. So are we to assume that because he had sex with that woman, that is what zombified her? So therefore, yes. uh, Liv is correct in her assumption that she needs to stay away from Major, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Speaking of Major, I think they flushed him out a little bit better this episode. Um, I'm enjoying him. I'm finding him less of a two-dimensional paper cutout boy. So that's that's nice. And I have to say, the actress who plays Liv, sorry, I don't know her name yet, um, 
She's great. She's nuanced. She's fun. I'm really quite enjoying watching her. Plus, I like her little snappy one-liners. They are awesome. So yeah, overall, I'm enjoying this. This is fun. I, I think I'll, I'll dial in. I think um, my least ca- favorite character is actually the cop. Uh, I can't decide. I find him a little bit cartoonish in his performance. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. um, maybe it's how they, they have uh, portrayed him, that he's not got as many dimensions. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't mean to be harsh, but... Uh, I like him better this this episode, actually, than the last one. Um, uh, hopefully, I'll warm up to him. Anyway, yeah, enjoying it. So, there's my two cents worth in a couple minutes. And, uh, yeah, I want to hear what you guys think. All right, bye. Very good. Thank you. Thanks, Moira. And I miss your uh, Lost Girl podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she used to have a great one. Anyway. Did she? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, I have one here from Josh. Oops, hit the wrong one. I've been talking with Josh. Josh is, uh, well, he'll tell you. He's got a, he's got an iZombie podcast as well. Oh, Um, okay. uh, Competing a little bit. (laughs) No, I I don't consider any, uh, podcast or fan site that's, uh, that's doing, that's covering the iZombie is a competition. No, I agree. I agree. Just part of the old, part of Team Z. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. I totally agree. Here's Josh. Hey, this is Josh, one half of the iZombie, You Zombie podcast, and I wanted to say thanks for reaching out. You guys were awful nice last week on Twitter, and um, glad to be a part of whatever community that would uh, have us. So, I've really enjoyed the first two episodes, but I did have one question, and I thought I'd appeal to the panel and see what kind of answer I get. It seems interesting to me that they're ready to sort of leave it cut and dry that Blaine De Beers is the one who scratched Liv and that she is, you know, that that is who turned her into the zombie. And I'm wondering, you know, knowing, you know, Veronica Mars and some of the show structures that the creators are coming from, it seems a little too cut and dry that that's exactly, you know, the story and it's over. Do you guys think there's more there or do you think it's going to be just that? All right. I'll be in touch and around and listening, and thanks for everything. All right. I, thanks, Josh. I do think that there's something definitely more. Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. I've, I've been thinking about this because um, unless the network has specifically told them to keep it simple stupid, I think that it will be a lot more involved. Hmm. I don't know. I just like the idea that, I don't know. Maybe they could turn it on its head. I just kind of assumed he grabbed that arm as she was heading off the boat, and she woke up and had a gigantic scratch in her arm. But we didn't see it, so it could be from anybody. Could it be that she is patient zero and she scratched him? I seriously, I don't know why, but I never thought of that until this minute. Like she <laughs> neither did I. Trying no, to get away. Neither, and- yeah. <laughs> like, she like wasn't she was, doing the drugs, though. She no, but, but she contracted it some other way, and she scratched him, blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah, I mean, he's right. It's, you know, Veronica Mars. Like, it's by the same creator from Veronica Mars. And so either one of two things. Either there's, like, more to that story, like he didn't do it, or he did do it, but there was more to the backstory. It's, like, not just the drugs. There's something more there. I mean, that's mm. just my thought. Yeah. We'll see. I'm sure they're going to keep on surprising us, and uh, 
Robin, when you say we, we'll see, it always sounds like you know something. I, <laughs> always suspicious. Uh, you know, I have uh, information I'm not going to share with the rest of you. I've been doing um, intro casts, which are podcasts where you're the expert. Of course, you know this. Investigating mm-hmm. Mars is the is an intro cast um, where you have basically an expert and a bunch of newbies, and you're all watching it at the same time. And I've been doing that for the last uh, couple of years, and this is actually my first fan cast, so maybe. Maybe that's a little bit of a residual uh, introcast brain just wearing off on me. <laughs> did you <laughs> that did you eat an brain? <laughs> yeah, because I don't I don't know any more than you guys do, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I think maybe I'm just naturally suspicious because I'm one of the newbies, <laughs> so right. I'm like, you know something? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> yeah, and this is again, this is a. This is one of those uh, podcasts where I don't really need to screen the emails too much or the voicemails too much before, you know, recording a show because I, nobody's going to spoil us because uh, the, the, we don't know anything. Nobody knows anything. Yeah, nobody knows anything. <laughs> well, this is like, hey, this is Rob Thomas. Just so you know, Blaine dies in the season finale. What, what? <laughs> Click. <laughs> Just so you guys know, also another change to the format uh, before uh, uh, we move on. Um, we usually do next time, now, and then we say goodbye and all that. But mm-hmm. I really think that these episode synopsises that I'm getting um, from um, the CW uh, via um, Spoiler TV, um, they are kind of more descriptive than I'd like if I was a person who didn't want to be spoiled on anything. Uh, okay, so we need to do a spoiler section, or just well, I'll just kind of I'll kind of drop it after we do our plugs and everything, and then we can say goodbye. Okay. All right. Oh, well, cool. Hopefully, you're all okay with that. Right in if you're just annoyed as heck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd rather do that than say, "Hey, just skip ahead a couple minutes." That way, people can just. Hit I would stop love to. Know, I would like to get a you know a. A brief synopsis of what to expect next week, but uh, oh, and see, yeah, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to know anything. I want to see people just wants to be fresh, so like I would. So I guess there's a mix of both people. All right, well, you guys can hang up at the end if you want. <laughs> I'll just read it. It's not like it's super spoilery, but um, it, it just a lot of information. Um, okay, so anyway, uh, letting you all in behind the curtain there, right, zombie podcast listeners. Um, welcome to Team Z. Uh, so let's do our plugs. First off, we got to say um, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Malika Chakravarti. <laughs> or Chakravarti. That's right. You got okay. it right. All right. All right. For uh, coming on our show. And uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, if you watch The Americans, then I write for um, Project Fandom, so you can find re- recaps on projectfandom.com. Um, but this was fun, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I like having a guest. It's kind of cool. Um, and uh, appreciate all your input. Um, Stephanie, where can we find you? Are you still awake over there? Oh, yeah, three hours. Um, yeah. Was, <laughs> uh, do, do I want to talk about my Twitter handle? Whatever you'd like to do. At Steph Smith. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Steph Smith. Uh, I do Potential Cast. We're in Season 7 of Buffy. I do. And then hopefully soon Buffy will end and we will start up Angel. Uh, start up the Redemption Cast podcast again. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I'm getting super busy now, I'm kind of dreading that coming. But yeah. uh, I'll, we will we will take it on uh 
by its horns, I guess, or fangs, I guess. Uh, That's better. (laughs) Ashley, you want to give a plug where we can find you? Yeah, I'm here, of course, and then I'm every week on the Walking Dead podcast. However, that does end next week, Um, and also on the Elementary podcast, and that does not end until May. So look me up. Over the summer, you can find me on the Last Ship podcast for the TNT series, as well as the HBO series The Leftovers. And those are all dvmpe.com podcasts. Yes, sir, Rebob, they are. It's a place to be, everybody. Come on. Check out all these podcasts, including the one I'm on, besides this one, is uh, the, the Walking Dead. podcast. Oh, that too. I'm a recurring guest star on the, <laughs> on the Walking Dead podcast. And we drive him crazy every week with our two-hour-long episodes. It's fun. He's not in the opening credits. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like, oh man, he's back again this week. Is he going to get killed off? <laughs> oh man, is he going to be on the Talking Dead podcast next? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you can find me on there. Actually, yeah, I would de- definitely recommend um, you check out uh, last week's or this week's, I would say, Walking Dead podcast for the penultimate episode of the season. We talked to uh, voice artist uh, Rick Wasserman, the official voice of AMC. It was a lot of fun. And also, he is the God of Thunder Thor from Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which maybe I might have been more excited about. That's amazing. Than anybody else? Um, so, uh, speaking of comic books, uh, Defenders podcast also on the DVMPE, where we're going to be talking about Daredevil. Um, this week, we're going to be checking out the uh, 2003 masterpiece starring Ben Affleck called Daredevil. We're getting all ready for that Daredevil TV show by covering all the hits. <laughs> Um, and you can find me on Twitter at L And I hope you're, uh, following at iZombie podcast because there is live tweeting there just about every week. Uh, thank you Steph for another epic live tweeting se- session. Um, that's a lot of fun. You get to, you know, you see firsthand what everybody's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Join us at facebook.com slash iZombiePodcast, iZombiePodcast at gmail.com, or leave us a message at iZombiePodcast.com, which is a part of uh, DVM Podcast Empire, which you can find at DVMPE.com. I hope you're writing all this down, listeners. Uh, <laughs> we write fast. We talk fast on this podcast. Um, and while you're there, you can uh, click on the Amazon link and maybe go over and pick up a... Uh, a copy of uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles on Blu-ray and uh, um, check out Malika's podcast, What We Make. Um, but if you click the link through our site, we'll actually get a little bit over, bit, bit on the top to uh, com. And it's late and my brain isn't working. So yeah, uh, time to eat another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, say goodbye to all you folks that don't want to be spoiled at all. Bye! Bye! <laughs> Bye, guys. Next time on iZombie, uh, it'll be episode three, The Exterminator. Hey, uh, Malika. Um, <laughs> maybe you should have guessed it for that one. I have um, to write in feedback or something. <laughs> thank you for listening to the season one episode of the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. We posted that link, as well as others, on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. There you'll find links to our Twitter and Facebook pages. Join our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash iZombiePodcast. Finally, send your feedback in to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. The iZombiePodcast with Robin and Steph 
is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. And remember, a mind is a terrible thing to taste.